0: Welcome to the Impact 360 Institute podcast, where our goal is to explore biblical worldview and servant leadership to equip you for everyday influence. Here's your host, author and director of cultural engagement, Jonathan Morrow. How should Christians respond to the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Welcome to the Impact 360 podcast. I'm excited to talk about this historic day and what it means and how we should think biblically and think Christianly about that. And so, the United States Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, and what that's going to do, in terms of the law, is going to leave abortion restrictions to the states. It's going to kick them back to the states. But how should Christians respond to this? First and foremost, I think as followers of Jesus, we need to be grateful that this day has finally come. To be honest, I wasn't sure if it ever would, but seeing Roe v. Wade overturned, um, we need to be grateful to that because it's going to protect at least some numbers of unborn human lives precious unborn human lives and that is something to celebrate and to give god praise and great and great thanks for the second thing we need to do in response is recognize that what this what this does and doesn't do so basically doing this it kicks the abortion Restriction question back to the states, and so very practically, what's going to happen in Dobbs v. Jackson, which is the the uh, court case that was decided that came up through Mississippi that the Supreme Court was ruling from, basically is going to kick that back to the states to decide, and then they will pass laws. So roughly half of the states are probably going to um, permit abortion, um, as was up to the case up until earlier. Uh, last week, and then about half the states will probably limit abortion in significant ways and protect unborn human life, uh, depending upon which week, and that will be left to the individual states. Now, this is a historically significant ruling for several reasons. First, it was just bad law. Uh, Many legal scholars will affirm that. It wasn't properly grounded and well-argued and well-reasoned, but it was also an immoral law that provided for the taking of the life of innocent, unborn human beings. And so for those reasons, I'm grateful that we have seen that overturned. Third, when we talk about cultural influence and Christians, Christians at all levels have been for almost 50 years trying to overturn Roe v. Wade to protect human life. So to all the lawyers, to all the people at crisis pregnancy centers to taking care of people with real needs and real hard situations and adopting and fostering and all of those things which are so vital and so important, a big thank you and a big celebration because we see people living out their calling in all areas of life and praying together to bring about a cultural good. And that's part of our calling as Christians. We have two great callings. The first is the Great Commission to go to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the second is the Cultural Commission, which we see in Genesis, to essentially go make something of the world for the glory of God. And part of that sometimes means uh, what's missing that we need to... uh, add or supply. Um, My good friend John Stone Street's questions on some of these issues, but also what is an evil that needs to stop? That's an important cultural question for Christians to consider. And in this case, we see that is what has happened. Next, we need to pray for wisdom um, and grace for all the leaders of these various states and legislatures and everything else that they would come uh, together around sound, good, moral law um, on this topic, protecting the unborn. And then lastly. As followers of Jesus, we need to be able to make the case for life. Um, There's a podcast on the Impact 360 podcast. You can scroll up and find one about how to make the case for life that we did with Megan Allman. There's some questions on our YouTube channel where we answer that question. But I want to remind you of a couple of ways to do it. You make the case for life in three steps. Um, Scientifically, philosophically, and biblically. Um, Scientifically, what we know, um, and I think Scott Klusendorf, who has spoken a lot on this, has a great summary of this, says, what the facts of science make clear is that from the earliest stages of development, the unborn are distinct, living, and whole human beings. True, they have yet to grow and mature, but they are whole human beings nonetheless. And that's what modern embryology tells us. Philosophically, we know that there's no relevant moral significance and difference between Um, the size, level of development, environment, or degree of dependency, the acronym SLED, from what you once were at that stage of human being to what you are now. So philosophically, there's no reason for you to lose your value. And then biblically, we know that life begins at conception um, and that that is a important principle and part of the biblical worldview of image bearers and unborn human image bearers. And so again, we need to learn how to make the case for this. We need to be gracious and kind and pray. We need to continue the labor that's been going on for almost 50 years. It's not just begun in that sense. People have been praying and laboring and taking care of people for a long time, and we need to continue to do that as we um, try to win the hearts and minds of our culture to make the case for life. But we want to celebrate this as a historic moment um, and are grateful for the so many Christians who have labored and prayed faithfully and loved and served and taken care of people to make this day possible. So what does that mean for us? It means we need to be prepared to make a case for life when we're asked, and we need to continue to love and serve our neighbors. For more information about our on-campus worldview and leadership experiences for students and our accessible online courses like Explore Truth and Explore the Resurrection, visit impact360.org. Impact 360 Institute, know, be, live.